You're tuned in to Spraymakers, the podcast where Chris Rossi and Trent Bendison dive deep into the world of water skiing. Getting your setup dialed plays a huge factor in the success of your skiing. Listen as the boys talk about the merits of getting your setup dialed and the best way to do it. We're going to like just like strip that way back, right? Because it's only mysterious if you if you don't follow general rules and and you and you're not accountable for the movements you make. I think the reason why it gets mysterious is you know, people start moving things on a whim or they start moving things, you know, trying to make up for something that they could have, you know, fixed um, themselves with their own movements. But, you know, everyone has their own take on this. Some people place more importance on it than others. Some people, you know, live and die by it. Um, so it, it is obviously incredibly important, you know, that, that your ski is set up reasonably well. Um, and, and it's, it's in at any stage in your skiing. I, I think it's as long as you allow it to be, it, it's fun to try and, you know, explore the parameters of, of what, you know, what each of the fin movements and, and binding, you know, relocations can do for you. Um, I think it gets frustrating and scary when, when you're expecting, you know, a, a small movement to, to completely change everything, you know, and, and the further up the, the progression you are, like, you know, if you're in the 99.9th percentile of, of slalom skiers in the world, a couple thousands is going to have a profound effect. Um, you know, just higher speeds equals more pressure, you know, but if you're, you know, the further, you know, down that scale you get, the less effect it's going to have, but, uh, you know, it is still very, very important. So, you know, it's still pretty early in the season. Well, how do how do we get this thing started? Well, I mean, I think you you the the thing that to think about out there is you know race car driver, right? Like if it's your mm-hmm. first time racing a race car, you're gonna have all you can handle just getting through the course. You're not gonna be thinking about the way the car is performing and how much slip versus grip you have and and yeah. things of that nature. So that I think that's a good way of thinking about what you just kind of stated. And then, you know, when you're looking at NASCAR, I mean, those guys are pit stop changes all the time, adjusting how the car is, you know, working through the turn, how tight it is, how loose it is. You know, I think they're always trying to push that loose factor, but not be too loose. So anyway, I, th- I think that's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing to remember. And then when we get back to, to our waters, I mean, don't be afraid to try things. And depending on your level of experience, this is where things can get, um, you can, you can do easier things and you can do harder things. So, you know, number one, what I like to do, and I, I've always, you know, been a, a, a proponent of this is you should have a log and I don't care if it's a three ring binder, you know, that you just write on the front, my ski log, my mm-hmm. ski, my ski settings. I don't even care if it's a piece of paper. I mean, the, the more loose it is, the more you likely you are to lose it, but you know, whatever, make sure that you write down what you know. If you have never adjusted a fin, then um, I think you should probably spend some time reading and, and, and understanding and listening to this podcast a bunch before you even think about starting and, and buying the tools and things like that. But even if you're that person, there still are measurements that you can do as long as you're handy with a screwdriver, which uh, I, I, I believe everybody can be. So the way I would start and always start would be whether you're on, you know, if you get a new ski, then there's factory recommendation, recommended settings that, that, you know, these skis come with. And there's a reason why that those factory uh, measurements are what they are. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, through, through an um, incredible amount of testing through an incredible amount of skiers in, in each company's 
you know, arsenal. Yeah. And, you know, you just got to find that you got to, they, they find that setting that they believe, you know, or we believe, you know, you and I work for radar. And so we do tons of testing for our product and, and with a ton of different level of skiers. And we basically yeah. find a setting or two, you know, that, that work seem to work best for the, for the largest amount of population That's, that have ridden exactly. the ski, right? Exactly. So, I, and, and you know, yeah. I think, and I think, you know, just in, in keeping with that, um, I think for, I don't, it's not distrust, but I think there's a little bit of disregard for those numbers. It, it, you know, they're not, there are, you know, they're a million miles from arbitrary. They are, you know, they are the, the product of, you know, typically, <clears throat> you know, when a new, a new ski is being developed, I mean, there's, there's six months of, 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 you know, riding the ski in, in different fin settings. And, and then, you know, we both do a lot of coaching. So then it's having other people ride the ski and those numbers, are, I mean, they really are the result of a, of a heck of a lot of work. Um, so don't, yeah, don't disregard them. Like that should absolutely be your jumping off point, whether you're, you know, it doesn't matter what ability level you are, you know, uh, from the high end of the spectrum to, to more, you know, down to the beginners. I mean, th that, those numbers are, are there, you know, they're developed, um, through a ton of, of trial and error and, and you know, and a, and a, you know, a, a ton of testing. So absolutely start there. I think like the, the biggest mistake people make is, is they get a brand new ski and they want to pull the numbers up. Well, I've always run these numbers, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to start there. Start, start factory. Yeah. Yeah. Start factory just because that's where the factory obviously has recommended that you start. And, and like we just said, tons of hours into it. It's a great starting point. Um, that being said, I would, there are, there are a few, I mean, if you have a really, if you're a high level skier who has a very unorthodox style, mm -hmm. thus has a very unorthodox fin setup, then you can expect that probably when you try the factory settings, you're, you're going to want something different, but again, yep. still start, start with factory, give those a go. You feel weird. Go ahead and slap on the settings that you had success on in the previous season on whatever ski that you had, even if it's from a different manufacturer at that point, you know, I yep. mean, but, but in general, the majority of people listening here start at factory, right? So, you know, so then what do we look at it? I mean, the, the general premise for me, or general idea, I guess, is your boots are a rough adjustment, meaning, you know, your boots are, do bigger movements and, and have bigger results. Mm -hmm. And then your fin is used to fine tune once you've, once you've found your boot location. Um, yep. so, so, you know, the recommended, you know, so set the, set the, set the fin to factory settings. And then ride it at the, you know, at where they recommend the, the boots should go. And then as long as you're able to make the course feel, you feel balanced enough that, you know, maybe things aren't perfect, but, you know, you're, you're able to ski. Then my suggestion would be to uh, move the boots forward. Like if you have, you know, the, the normal spacing holes for your boots, uh, move the boots forward one hole and go ski. You know, and that one hole is something like five sixteenths of an inch, you know, whatever. I would just say if you have, you know, if you have holes in your boots that are, are, are that spacing, then go one hole forward, ski it, make some notes, decide if it's better or worse, go back to the factory recommended, take a set, and then on your third set, go one hole back of center and try that. And then it's going to kind of give you the idea of which one did you feel like set you up for success the most. And, you know, your boots are going to, they're going to basically 
set the ski on the angle and everybody's body position, everybody's uh, feet are different sizes. You know, we're all built very differently. So what works for one person may not work for another. So really what you're trying to do is just find that ride angle of the ski that that engages the front of the ski to give you a nice tight turn, but doesn't bury the front of the ski, you know, that you're not on the back of the ski where the, the ski never gets in the water and you're just feeling like, you know, you're riding the tail everywhere. You're going to be able to know, you know, uh, after riding those three, one forward, middle and back, you're going to know which one that you like the most. And then we'll go ahead and start to make fin adjustments. So the, the key with when you're doing boot boot experimentation is definitely do not change the fin. Okay. So leave yeah. the fin where it is just so you have, you got to have reference points. So if you change the, the boot position and the fin, maybe you don't like the boot change, but you like the fin change. So, you know, that, that's why, that's why we're not, that's why we're not going to do it. Right. So yep. control your uh, variables. So yeah, do, do this like for, for someone, uh, you know, and we said, you know, if, if you're, if you're more new to, to, you know, kind of exploring different settings, what, what's kind of your tells then like what part of the course might, or, or at, at what point in, you know, in, in, in your run might, might be most revealing as, as, you know, in regards to whether your boots are in the right place. Like, do you have some rules of thumb you like to use? Like, you know, how, how you think, where, you know, how do you know if it's in the right ish place or, or is there a, is there a real tell if you, if you feel like your boots are too far forward or back? Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, I, I don't, not for me, especially I'm, I'm very much less, I'm less sensitive to changes. I mean, I can put my boots all the way forward and still, find a, find a way to ride the ski well through the course. So that's not fair for me personally, but do I have rules yet? Well, no, but there's things like, you know, when my, when my boots are too far forward, you know, when you move your boots forward, you're, you're lowering, you're putting more of your weight forward on the ski. So -hmm. you're, you're able to push the front of the ski down in the water easier. Right. Yeah. Um, so if my boots get too far forward, then, uh, my tip gets too low everywhere. And that means like when I edge change and I start to ride out to the buoy, my weight's so far forward, the front of my ski is riding deeper in the water. That's causing it to arc more in towards the buoy or down the lake for, for people who need that reference. And then thus I come into the buoy and I'm feeling narrow. I'm like, I'm connected the ropes tight, but I'm narrow. And then when I go to make my move on the turn and get my body, you know, moving back towards the wakes or stepping into my turn that we've talked about. Um, when I do that, the tip gets so deep, so quick that I know that I'm inevitably going to fall. And then I rock back to relieve that and I get a wheelie. Mm -hmm. So my tip rides low and then I finish with a wheelie. Uh, another thing is the more, the more forward my boots get, um, the, you know, the, the bigger the turn gets basically, you know, like when you lock in that entire amount of ski and it can't pivot or slide, then your radius of your turn gets bigger. So if I, you know, and then, and then again, what are you going to do when your turn's too big and you know, you got to like, I'm hmm. going too far down course. You got to cut it off. You're going to rock back to take that ski out yeah. of the water. And then you're going to do a little push with your back foot to shove yep. the back through. Both of those are going to cause, you know, whatever they call that, like, you know, a wheelie to an S turn to then lay it back into the water at the right angle. That's an interesting one. And that's a little bit counterintuitive for a lot of people too, you know, and, and, to reiterate what you just said, like when you're, 
um, like a wheelie or tip rise at the finish of the turn can often be because your boots are too far forward. And, and I see a lot of people, you know, they, you know, intuition tells them, okay, uh, I'm wheelie and let's go further forward and further forward and actually, you know, exacerbates the problem. Um, that one's pretty interesting. What, what, so, and, and, and I'm in keeping with that too. Like it, it, I love exploring boot location and, and when I know I'm, I'm past the the threshold in terms of moving forward, that's exactly what I feel too narrow. Mm-hmm. Um, nice tight rope, but just not as high of a swing. What, so what, what type of skier do you think might benefit from having their boots further forward? Further forward, uh, bigger skiers. Yeah. Which again is counterintuitive, but you know, the more you move your boots forward, the more you're moving your weight onto the fattest part of the ski, you know, your wide spots are, are in front of your, in front of your front feet. So the more mm-hmm. you move forward, the more you're getting onto a more surface area and utilizing more surface area of the ski. Yeah. So if you're a big, heavy skier, uh, maybe you are a, uh, a taller skier that is heavier, obviously, but likes a shorter ski, then typically you're probably going to run your boots a little bit more forward than stock. You know, uh, conversely, if you're a small skier with small feet, but you like a longer ski, weirdly, you're going to like it in reverse and want to have your boots back to make that ski more manageable. So, you know, that's something that, um, you know, that's a type of skier. I think a, a, a back foot dominant skier who yeah. never, ever steps on their front foot. You know, there's a lot of people that have based their skiing. That, that This is not necessarily the type of skiing that you and I recommend, but there are people that, you know, they've, they've developed their style and they're happy with it and they are very back foot dominant. Then, you know, running those boots a little more forward would, would uh, help to center them over, you know, and be able to utilize more of the ski. Yeah. How about you? Um, no, I, th- that's, that, that's about, that's, I'm, I'm on with that. And, and I think that one is really interesting, you know, um, cause I know, um, <clears throat> you know, former thought was always, you know, smaller, lighter skiers, you know, go ahead and move those boots forward, help them turn that <laughs> ski. But, but, um, yeah, but then, you know, they, they just don't have enough power to, to get any kind of slide out of it. So, um, no, yeah, I, I think that's, that's about, you know, that that's, that's really accurate. Um, you know, so, I think that the real quick, I think the the thing to remember about boots. So as you move your boots forward, yeah. you all, you, you're, you're, you're creating more effective ski behind your feet. Okay. Yeah. The longer that that gets, the harder it is for you to slide that through the turn. Yeah. Great and way so, to think about it. Yes. So, yeah. So if you, so, you know, you're, you're, you know, I think, uh, John Horton called it, uh, what is it? Your lever effect you know, it's, it's leverage. And so, you know, the more that, that you move forward, the basically like the more power you're putting into your ski and less slide you're, you're going to have. So, you know, when your boots are further forward, you're, you're also, you know, if they're too far forward, you're going to have, you're, you're, you might feel like that nice tight rope coming in, maybe a little narrow, but you're able to make a turn. But then when you, when you get back into your cutting position, it's like you're working super hard, but you're going basically straight at the next boot. You can't get enough side to side angle. And while you're feeling that lack of side to side angle, you're also noticing that you're taking a ton of load on your body. Like you're just like, what is going on? So those are, those might be some, some keys to know that maybe you're too far forward, you know? And then, you know, why don't we explore what's, so what's too far back? You know, what do you feel when you go too far back with your boots? So as as I move further back, I, I feel like um, I feel, 
lighter, longer off the second wake. Like I feel like I can like just ride a heck of a swing when, as I move back, um, you know, just that, like you had mentioned earlier, like that tip just engages at a slower, more controlled rate. So I can really, I feel like I can ride that the end of that swing really well. But, um, for me, you know, and I'm talking, you know, obviously I'm not talking if I was two inches too far back, but if I'm, you know, slightly too far back, I just feel like <clears throat> that the, the, the shape of the turn is what is, is the biggest tell for me. I feel like, especially on my onside turn. So like ball one, three, five is a lefty. I feel like it just sweeps through and slides and I get max angle before I've traveled far enough back towards the wake or back behind the boat to have any kind of support. So I just, you know, and it can be a, it can be a, an intoxicating kind of feeling. And it's often people feel like that's what they're striving for, but you end up with this huge onside turn without, without, you know, without any, any, any distance travel. So you just ended up, you know, with crazy amounts of load and, and minimum amount of speed. So for me, that that's my tell. Like I, I want to keep moving back so I can find that swing height. I like until the point where, okay, now I just don't have any support, you know, uh, ski support for the turn. Now I'm just like, like whipping a turnaround and not carving a turn back towards the wakes. That's kind of my, that's my mark. And then I'm going to start inching forward again until I find that balance between the two. Right. Exactly. I mean, I think, uh, boots too far forward and boots too far back can actually weirdly feel similar in certain ways. (laughs) And what you're really trying to do is find the, find that sweet spot in between the two that gives you, it's, it's like a side to side drive and turn radius, right? Like you're trying to match those two things. And if, if one gets skewed, you know, if you go too far back where you can turn like a madman, being being turned at 90 degrees before the rope's even tight isn't going to help you because when the rope comes tight, yeah, you're going to you're going to get shot in the sideways direction. But as you come into the wakes, you're going to get peeled up into the inside and yeah. now you're going to get shot at the next buoy. You're going to go kind of straight at it with very little control, you know, and you feel really loose. So, I mean, some of the things that I feel like when my fin is too, or my uh, boots are too far back is just in general, your tip is going to ride high everywhere. And when your tip rides high, it's easy to, it's easy to turn it because you have less contact with the water and you have the same body weight you still have and the same power that you can still generate. So you can manipulate that tail Mm. easier than drive it through. But that, again, that doesn't mean that you're going to get a lot of side to side, uh, go, you know, and and we need, we need to have a nice balance of that. And that's the kind of hard part of this too, is, is, you know, people, if you're, if you're, if you are at all misdiagnosing your skiing, like, like what's, you know, what, what's really causing what, like, like, why am I, why are you having trouble with your turns? And I just, I've seen, um, it's actually been a really popular move in the last years, people moving their bindings very far back and, and running that tip high, um, you know, um, attitude through the whole course. And they're getting just crazy turns and they're so excited about it. But, but it's, it's super limiting and for, for exactly for the reason you just described max, you know, max angle, max load before, you know, before you traveled back towards the wake. So then you, so now you have, you know, a heck of a lot of load, heck of a lot of angle, but very minimal amounts of speed. So it, it, it feels like kind of a cure-all for a moment and, until, you know, you get to your harder passes and you're just zooming at the buoys, but, um, you know, high-end skis, high-end skis, let's just say are somewhere around 2000 bucks, right? Yeah. So why are you only going to use a thousand bucks worth of your ski? <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> that, that's just the easy way for me to think about it, you know? Uh, when my boots are too far back, uh, I think the, it, like I, my turns feel quick, but they also feel slippery. I feel yeah. like I can skid out really easy. I can blow out real easy. Uh, I notice for sure that I feel too fast into the buoy. Like, like that yeah. when you're, when you're, you're talking about that swing up on the boat and when my boots are back, yeah, I feel an awesome swing out, but it's like, it wants to just keep swinging out and never come back. And, um, so that, that's, that's kind of a, that's kind of a telltale thing for me is that I go pat, like I, my ski tip is still out of the water and trying to go out when I pass the buoy, the theoretical buoy line or whatever you want to know, like you inevitably yeah. know, like, Hey, I need this ski to start turning now. And it's still trying to go out and away from you. And so you have to do a bigger move to make it engage with the water. And then things happen really fast and you get that slippery fast turn. And then immediately the tip relieves again and it's out of the water and you're fighting it. So yeah, those are just some things to think about. And then once you feel either extreme, then start going, then start, you know, refining that. And, you know, I, you know, I use the uh, radar carbon sequence plate, you know, and on that plate, we have very small binding move adjust, uh, adjustability. So, you know, that, that is really nice so that you can, you're like, okay, I went a quarter of an inch forward. I liked it, but there was some things there that were a little too much because that is a it, it, binding moves are rough. You're, you know, when you move that stuff, it's a rough move. It's a huge move compared to what you do with a fin. So, you know, and then you can just dial it in with with smaller and smaller uh, adjustments. Um, if you don't have the, that that ability to have the or if you don't have one of those plates or things like that, well, a look into it. B, you know, just just try one hole forward, one hole back, and in the neutral, which one feels the best? That's going to yep. be you know, and then just go bang done, you know. And for the most part, I do not move that. So once you find your once you find your binding location, I think you're pretty set. I mean, you need you might if you were to ski, be skiing in Canada, and then go to Okahili, you know, maybe you go from. 70 degree water to 93 degree water, you know, maybe then you might, you might evaluate a boots back move or something like that. But ultimately, once you find your boot location, I kind of believe you're, you're, you've got it. You're not really yeah. going to move it too much. Yeah. And, and I think that's, and, and, you know, as we, you know, we're going to move forward into fins now, I think that boom, got it. That, that mentality has got to be, <clears throat> it's that's got to be a you know you've got to have confidence in, in what it is you what, what it is you feel and what it is you felt and you've got to you know we're, we'll go over this you know as we move forward here but that boom got it mentality is really it's important um not to say you're never going to move anything ever again but you know um it, it's trusting that you understand the you know the, the the direct cause and effect of certain movements and you know trusting that okay this is what i felt perfect this is my you know this is at least very close to my home Yep. For sure. And, and having confidence in that. And then, you know, boots, rough adjustment, fin, fine tuning, right? So yeah. find that, find the one you like, then let's go to, then let's go. And if you're, if you have experience with the fin, then you, then I authorize you to, to go for it. If you don't, uh, you know, then I, I believe you should, you should, probably do a lot of this work at ski school or with a ski partner who knows more about it than you do. But it's, you know, fin tuning can, can make a big difference. We're, we're traveling high rates of speed. We, you know, we move 
very uh, unique to our bodies through turns. So we may need a little bit more tip pressure. We might need a little more slide. We might be a little heavier or a little lighter. So we might need a little less overall fin or, you know, so fine tuning can really help that, that last percentage of your skiing, you know? So uh, let's talk a little bit about well, I think I think one of the things that's really interesting to understand is your relationship between your boots and your fin. Okay. Yes. So we we said this earlier, as you move your boots forward, you're creating a longer lever behind you. Mm-hmm. And that lever is harder to slide through turns. So um the other thing as you move your boots forward, you're moving on to the widest part of the ski. So your ski is gonna have less desire or ability to roll on a on as high of an edge angle. So, you know, as you move your boots forward, you're typically going to start, start moving in the direction of the long and shallow settings. Yeah. And, and because you're trying to reset the way the ski rolls, how much angle it wants to, to generate, and then also how much that tail can slide through the turn. So you're, you're just trying to find that nice balance for each place. Um, like, like we said earlier, everybody has a different body and everybody has a different technique. So, you know, typically, and you know, in our, we, we talked about this a little bit last year, you know, you were running short and deep and I was running long and shallow, you know, and, and so that just happens to be, you know, maybe Trent likes his boots to be a little bit back and I like my boots to be a little bit more forward. And then for us to make those work, the, the standard fin combinations kind of come into play. And so I, I yeah. think just, just understanding that is a big, big piece. Yeah. And that was a really nice way to package this up nice and clean. Like we talked about who likes boots forward, who likes boots back. Okay. So who likes shallow? Well, the person that likes to ride their boots further forward is probably going to like to run a shallower fin, mm-hmm. you know, and, and conversely who likes a deeper fin well, probably it's going to be the guy that likes to run his boots further back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For, for, exactly. I mean, for, for those, you know, those reasons you just stated. Um, so let's just, so you, you've got your boots set. Um, so you're starting on a, on a factory setting and we'll just like, you know, use, I think most companies do this. Um, I know radar does for sure. So, you know, we, ha- we have two settings on, on our, on, on, for, on, on our higher end skis. We have, you know, a setting for people that like deep and boots back and we have a setting for you know, people that like boots forward and uh, therefore shallow. So you've, you've already decided where you want your boots. So forward, no neutral or back. So what, what, what's the first move or how about just go through the different parameters of, of you know, the, you know, the, the, the different movements available and, and let's just, you know, discuss what, you know, cause and effect and, and why you might want to explore that. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to play around with my depth of my fin. And yeah. so, you know, depth, depth of your fins are really, I mean, the, the, the super basic way to think about it is the depth of the fin will affect how your ski rolls and how far it rolls. So yeah. how quickly it rolls and how far it'll roll, you know, keel in a sailboat, right. You know, just, just, it's going to give you, it's going to give you the ability to lean off your edge and give you support. And so you know, that's going to be the thing that I'm going to evaluate first is, you know, how much am I rolling? So, you know, let's say that's going to be determined, you know, what we just kind of said it, like if you find that you're running, you like your boots forward, then you're typically going to like a longer, shallower setting, but that doesn't always play true. So let's play with the, let's play with the roll, right? So yeah. I went out, I had my boots forward 
I felt I felt good, but I felt like I couldn't. I felt a little bit straight side to side, like I'm not getting enough space before the buoys and my turns feel a little big and I feel like I'm just kind of stood up a little bit, you know? So in that scenario right there, then I'm going to reduce depth. You know, I would, I'd recommend doing bigger moves at first, just so you know what they do. So, you know, at least 10,000 depth out, if not more 20,000, just so you can feel what it does and feel if you like that direction or don't like that direction. And the one thing you have to always remember is there is a yin and yang effect with, with fin. Hmm. So, you know, it's, you know, or there's a equal and opposite reaction. So as you reduce your depth, you know, yeah, you'll get more roll, but there's going to be some sort of diminishing characteristics that will happen as well. So as you, if you just change your depth, and you reduce it, let's say 20 thousandths, and you like the roll, you also will start to lose fin area, which is, you know, your ability for your fin to even hold. So you might be able to turn really hard now, but you're still not making, now you're not making enough angle side to side or speed side to side to, to get any earlier to the next buoy. So just, just recognize that while we do want to make changes, there are equal and opposite uh, reactions that happen. And just like with your boots, go go forward until you feel a diminishing effect. Go back until you feel a diminishing effect and then go right in the sweet spot in between and find where you <laughs> like it the most. It's the same yeah. thing with a fin. So so I'm going to play around with with uh, with depth first. Depth Fin depth is the deepest point of the fin as it relates to the bottom of your ski. So in, in, in finding this is the, the easiest measurement that you can get in my opinion, you Mm -hmm. know, when you're using a caliper, what do I mean? You you would agree with that Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And think like if we, you know, this is, I like the way you're doing this because we started with boots as, as, you know, the most kind of rudimentary, um, you know, um, biggest movement. And then, and then depth is then depth of your fin is the next one in line. You know, this is the one that you can make bigger movements, um, and, and it's going to have a fairly large effect. And, and it, and it, and like you said, it's the easiest one. It's the easiest one to, to, um, to accurately measure and, and move. Um, I like the way you've talked about, uh, thin depth in the past and why you like more. So could you just maybe yeah. just kind of explain your take on that so that people can understand, you know, yeah, why, and, why yeah. you like it. The yeah. Way and, like and, it. It, and it's exactly what you're saying. Like, you know, I, I, I like to ski, with, you know, as little roll angle as is necessary for me to hold my direction. You know, I, I don't want to be laid, you know, when, as I'm coming into the wakes, I don't want to be laid way out, um, you know, creating, more horizontal to the water. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. More, more horizontal. I want to be, I want to be more upright. Um, <clears throat> and I think that comes from, you know, just the shape of my turns are a little bit longer, you know, cause I think if I do a good job at something, it's, it's a, it's creating upward, swing. So I, I just, when I'm running the right lines, I have more time to create angle, um, because, you know, because I'm turning from a spot that's higher on the boat or, or wider on the boat. Um, so I don't, you know, I, I, I want less slide, less, you know, it's just less dynamic. I, I want, I want to feel my ski underneath me, uh, as, as, as much as possible and, and not so much between me and the boat. Um, I feel like, you know, when I run the shallower settings, I, I love them because of the, you know, the, there's this very little pressure and, and, and it, you know, it's really like, you know, if you want to say flowy and, but I just find that my harder passes than, than I just end up with, 
too much role, too much pressure. And, and it's just, you know, it's just harder for me to maintain those kind of longer, cleaner lines. Um, mm. So I think it's just finding something in the middle, you know. <clears throat> I'm thinking you know, Freddie Winter. I'm thinking Freddie Winter versus Robert Pergozzi. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Freddie Winter has a more vertical vertical stance and is connected, you know, through his yep. edge change. Whereas, you know, Robert gets way more aggressive behind the boat. He's getting more horizontal in his lean. Yeah. But I, I think ultimately what you have to do is, and you said it in, in your statement, is that you have to tune your depth so that you get the lean angle that you can handle behind the boat mm-hmm. and that you can maintain the boat's pull through your edge change. Meaning if you get too horizontal and you get too much load as you come behind the boat, when you go to stand up and edge change and cast out, you'll get ripped to the inside. You'll get bowing in the line and you'll be straight lining like a rocket at the buoy. You're probably going to need a little more depth in that scenario. If you come off the turn and you're leaning like a madman, but you're basically still straight up and down, and you can't generate any space before the buoy, you might want to shallow it up. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think yeah. that, I mean, that that's literally how easy I think about depth. I yeah. don't, I don't think about it as it relates too much to the turn. I just think about like, what do I want? How, what, where do I, how much angle do I want my body to have yeah. behind the boat? And, and can I hold hold my line through my edge change. Am I getting peeled to the inside? Then I'm probably going to have to have to go look at, at my depth and decide, am I, is my, is my angle correct? Yeah. You know, yeah. or is my, yeah, is my lean angle correct? Or do I need more or less of it to be able to hold on to it through the edge change? Yep. That's, it, it is. And it, it is, that, that one is that simple, you know, and, and as you get, and you, you'll, 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 you'll feel it as, as you get deeper, your ski is going to get calmer your movements are going to are going to be able to be a little bit more still but but like you said you get you know to the point where you have too much and then you're just not creating anything um why don't you walk us through too deep you know like what what if when you've gone too deep do you have anything any little things that you notice or or things happen that you're like ooh, i gotta shallow this up Probably just it just goes to the opposite end of the spectrum. I start getting stood up out of the turn, you know, to the you know to the point where yeah, I'm controlling the slide, but actually now it's 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 leveling too much, mm-hmm. you know. Like you know when I'm at the when I'm at the, when I'm excuse me at the apex, I mean there's obviously a heck of a lot of roll, um, and as I come through the turn, I do want my ski to level a little bit, but obviously not to the point where it stands me up and you know it'll never bring me you know, all the way back to the inside, but I can feel it just standing me up. Um, it might feel like a stall. Um, but it's definitely going to feel like you, you don't have that ability to, to hold that edge angle. You know, it, it's right. like your skis, your skis going to feel like it's fighting you a little bit. Exactly. I think that's a good way to say it. You know, for me, when my fins too deep, I just feel like I'm working, working way too hard to still yeah. come up narrow to the buoys. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. so I'm just, I'm working hard everywhere, but I don't have any space before the buoy. And then the, the turns are, are larger radius than I'm wanting. So mm-hmm. again, I'm fighting my turn. I'm trying to like, come on, come through, let's go, let's go. <laughs> and then you hook up to the rope and you're like, let's go, oh, lean, lean, go. And then you edge change, like, I'd have no space. Here we go. Tur-! You know, it's like, it's kind of like that. So, and, and it's just a lack of side to side angle because you're, tail is so locked in that you can't, you can't get going side to side. So those are the things of that. Do you have uh, anything you feel like 
uh, I'm always curious because lefties seem to be more sensitive to offside turns and and uh, sh- having shallow shallow setup. So, do you have anything that you feel like when you get too shallow? Um, well, it, it kind of like kind of like I'd mentioned. I, I just feel like the, I just get too just too much angle too soon. Like too much too much roll, too much lean. Um, and again, like it feels really good to me on my longer line passes, but as I start creating more and more speed and more and more swing, I, I feel like it's just too, it's too much, um, too much, too much of that, too much lean. But, but again, like, and in, in, but you would just likened it, well, look at, you know, Robert Pergozzi running 41 with massive amounts of lean. So it, it's more of a personal preference thing. It's, you know, it's for sure to me, the more lean angle you have, and here's where, why I like to run the settings I run, the more lean angle you have. So just picture this, you're coming into the first wake and you're, you know, almost, you know, you don't say almost horizontal, but like, you know, for, for this argument, you're almost horizontal to the water. So the more lean angle you have at that point, the more dynamic you're going to have to be as your ski swings through onto, onto that inside edge, meaning like a lot more knee bend, a lot more, just a lot more athletic of a movement where, where when I get to the settings that, that work best for me, I, I find like that transition point can just be a lot more static. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause again, like it's, this whole thing is about playing to your strengths and, and, you know, while, you know, I'm pretty good at skiing, I, you know, I don't have these, this, this arsenal of very dynamic movements. You know, I, I, my, my style is absolutely more still, um, just, it just plays to my strengths. That's just not a move that I'm, that I'm particularly good at. So it's, you know, again, it's finding that like if you, you know, someone that Look. has a heck of a lot of knee band and it's a really dynamic movement to swing through that edge change then yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to have no problem with, with more lean angle than someone like me. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I just had this thought, you know, we, we've uh, talked about timber, you know, where you, you know, timber, meaning like when you go to pull out for your gates and you fall over, you know, you kind of stay in a straight line, but you're falling over, right? Like if you have that vision, then the shallower you go, the more timber you're going to get when you, when you're going into the wakes right now, when you edge change, the more timber to the inside you're going to get as you cruise out to the buoy. Yeah. So it, 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 you know, and it, and it has less and it has less, less, the fin is trying to hold you up less and less as it's shallowed. So you're going to have more, more side to side movement more freely with less support. And so, you know, that's just, uh, that's just, it, it, it's going to have to play into your style. You know, do you yeah. like to be yeah. super late? over? if you want to be super late over in the turn, you know, and be almost like you're going to slam dunk a turn, but not, let's just try not to slam dunk uh, <laughs> for injury purposes and for deceleration yeah. purposes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. anyway, then you're probably going to lean towards a shallower setup. And yeah. if you like to be more vertical, more controlled, you know, I think, I think the nice thing about having a deep fin is that if you aren't over leaned, then you're not going to have the tendency to go to the inside through your edge change so quickly and lose angle there. And I, I think, you know, that's a, that's a really good, uh, way to be, especially, especially, I mean, for you, Trent, I mean, when you're running the lines that you're running, you know, going to the inside through the edge change will kill you at 41 just because you, you, you run out of space and width. So that was a really clean way of, that's a really clean way of packaging the packaging this though. I like, I like the way you put that together. Like, you know, especially if you're trying to decide to go, am I a deep, um, and, and short, kind of skier or am I the opposite of my long and shallow? And, and that's, a, I think that's a, that was a really clean way of packaging it. Uh, I hadn't thought of it that clearly before. Yep. If I'm, if I'm feeling, if like, if I shallow my fin too much, 
I feel like the ski is nervous uh, or slippery through the turn. Doesn't just doesn't feel connected to the water. My edge change feels really loose and kind of scary. You know, like I, when I go to edge change, the ski almost feels like it's going to fly off my feet type of thing. Like it's just not connected at all. Um, I'll get more blowout at the turn, you know, like where I yeah. just come in and I'm, I'm going to crank this turn and all of a sudden I'm skipping like at the end of the yeah. turn. Um, and then just too much lean angle behind the boat, you know, like yep. if you are looking really horizontal behind the boat, there isn't a need for that, especially at the line links that most listeners are skiing. Okay. It's not that hard. I'm, and I don't take that the wrong way. I'm not discounting everybody's ski technique, but it, you know, 32 off 35 off does not need a, a ton of lean angle to run yeah. a very up course line that's in control and feels good. I mean, I yeah. know it feels like that when you first start running it, like this is an impossible line. I got to ski so hard. Nope. You don't, we need to set your ski up so that you can, that it can be, be there for you. And then you can work on your techniques and your gates to improve that kind of stuff. Yep. So, yep. so next, so moving on. So now, you know, whatever, play around with the, with the depth until you find that right balance. Okay. One thing to remember when you're, when you're there, there's other components to fin adjusting. So you have the three common ones that we know of are the fin depth what we can change, which is shallowing and deepening, deepening. Mm -hmm. Then you can pull the front of the fin down or push it up out of the, out of the ski. And we call the length of fin exposed, uh, as it relates to the bottom of the ski, as close to the bottom of the ski as you can measure, that's called your fin length. So how long is your fin? Then you've got, you've also got, you know, how far forward or back is your fin? Like how much space is there from the furthest back point of your fin to the back of the ski? Yep. All right. So those are the three, three things that we can change. And then there's also two more things in there that you just have to understand. And one is the, your leading edge, which is the uh, front of your fin, where the front of your fin comes out of the ski. And so that is, if you, the easy way to know that number is to add your fin length plus your uh, what we call distance from tail or, you know, how far from the back of the ski, the fin is. So you add your length plus your distance from tail, and that gives you your leading edge. And that's a very important, uh, that's a very important measurement once you get fine tuned. And then the other thing is your fin area. And that meaning mm -hmm. the easy, you know, easy way to think about that is, you know, how long is your fin and how deep is your fin? And so how much fin is sticking out of the bottom of your total fin is sticking out of the bottom of your ski. Yeah. And so there, those are the five things. So when we're, you know, we, we went and we found our, we found our depth so that we've got the right lean angle now. And, and the ski feels like it's allowing us to get to the lean that we want through the wakes and that, you know, and, and that feels like proper, you know, you're like, okay, I like this. So what's the next thing to do? The next thing to do, in my opinion, is to find where your leading edge should be. And, mm -hmm. and so again, that's, that's your length plus your DFT or your distance from tail. So where the front of that fin sticks out of the ski. Um, so it's really important because that has a big to do with where your boots are. So if your boots are forward, your leading edge is going to be forward. If your boots are back, your leading edge is going to be back. It's just yep. always a resetting and they, they go, they go hand in hand. And thus is why typically if you like your boots forward, 
you're typically going to like a shallower fin and then you're typically going to like your a, a longer fin so that so that that leading edge or where that fin sticks out of the bottom of the ski is more forward yep and and that's that's that, that's what i'm playing with there how about you no you're right and and it's interesting cuz <clears throat> because um by by running that longer fin when your boots are further forward you're you're affecting two things like one you're reclaiming some of the surface area that you lost by shallowing it mm-hmm. and then two you're reclaiming you know that that how far that that leading edge is from you know like from from your boot location you know because those are those those two are going to be you know even doesn't they're going to be very similar like whether you're a deep guy deep fin guy or shallow fin guy surface area is going to be fairly similar it's just it's just where are you going to make up that surface area um and you know and, and likewise that whether you're a boots forward or boots back guy that distance between your bindings and your leading edge is going to be is going to be pretty similar also like meaning boots back and deeper you're going to run a shorter you're going to run a shorter fin because that's going to do two things you know conversely it's going to it's going to it's going to decrease some of that shallow, sorry, some of that surface area that you made up for by making your fin super deep. Um, and then it's also going to get that leading edge back to, to, you know, the distance between bindings and leading edge is going to get similar by, by shallowing it also. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. by shortening it also. Right. right. Yeah. So, so as, as Trent just, just really nicely laid out, resetting your fin area is, is something that ends up being very important. And an easy way to think about leading edge really um, is leading edge is basically affects the height, the tip height of your ski, the running attitude of your ski. So the more forward that your leading edge is, the more tip pressure you build into your ski. I mean, if your if your fin were to come out, uh, let's say, you know, underneath your front front foot and run all the way back, that ski would not turn. It would just want to run straight down the lake, but it would be tip down in the water as well. So, you know, tip down feel you'd think would be great, but then if you think about like, I still need to be able to turn. So that's where we're always playing that line, but leading edge moving forward will lower the tip, will make the tip bite more. You know, that's why that common, you know, if you don't change your distance from tail and you add length to your fin, that will lower the tip of the ski. Now that, and, and, and so that's the typical thing when people say I add length to, to get more tip bite. One thing that these, that, that same person isn't taking into effect is what you, what you referred to earlier, uh, which, uh, Trent, which was fin area. So as you, if you just, if you just pull the front of the fin down, you're also adding more fin area to your ski. So you might get more tip bite, but guess what? You didn't make the ski turn any faster because you added more fin area. Yeah. So there's, there's a, it, it, it initiated really nice and aggressively like you wanted, but it's probably not finishing the way you had hoped. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So you just have to remember that, that when you hear people making multiple moves at the same time, it's not necessarily bad. Okay. So I, we want to isolate things so we can understand them, but we also have to understand that it, what, what are we really going for? You know? So anyway, let's, so we've, we've, we've found the depth. Now we're going to play with our, our leading edge, which, you know, I, I, I would say at first I would, I would just do your length, just play with your length until you find where, 
the 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 ratio the ratio that feels good where you go out to the buoy the ski bites the tip stays at the height you kind of want and it pulls through really nice that's kind of what i'm doing next so i am playing with just my length measurement but mm -hmm. obviously if i add a you know if i add a couple of hundredths of length i'm adding a lot of fin area i may have to revisit how much do am i am i able to get the ski on edge am i leaning again or oh no i lost some of my lean angle i might need to do just reduce the depth a little bit to to make sure i'm feeling everything that i want to feel here because of the added surface area because of the added surface area of of adding a ton of length i mean if i add 10,000 length i don't need to reset my my no. depth yet i mean if i'm being super nitpicky and I'm really close to my favorite settings and I add 10,000 length, I'm probably going to take like two or 3,000 depth out, you know, but, but when we're talking about just trying to find our zone and we're trying to, to figure this out, find your depth, then go and play with your length. Now add your length until the tip, the, the, the tip starts riding too low. When a tip rides too low, guess what it's going to do? It's a lot like when your boots are too far forward. It's going to come in at an okay angle. You're going to go to move forward. You're going to be able to, you're going to push too much in the water too quickly. And then the first thing instinctually, you know, is that you have to relieve that. So you're going to move your body back and do yeah. a wheelie. So too, too much tip pressure can make a wheelie. If you have too little tip pressure and you're going out to that buoy and your, your, your tips a little high, and then you move forward to get it to go in, same thing can happen. You push it in for a second and it comes out. So it's, it can be very, it can be very misleading when you're doing this stuff mm -hmm. to know whether you're too far or too little. And thus, I think that's why, you know, I would recommend trying to go both directions and deciding which one feels better and moving in that direction. You know, once you've tried whatever, 15,000 added length, try it 15, then, then, then go back to your normal setting, take that 15,000 out, then take one more set and take out 15,000 length. So now you're short and see what that does and which one felt best go to there. All right. Well, now I've, I've played around with this and I feel like this, you find your sweet spot, just like, just like it is, uh, with every other, you know, every other setting that we've talked about up to this point, you know, yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah. And no, that's exactly it. And, and like, I think, you know, I, I was just kind of thinking about seasons past and for me, I, I always just think of it as, as a, as almost like a, like a journey, if you will. And that's why I, I, you know, I, I make notes of every move I make and I, and I never, I think it's important. Like it's, you're never just, okay, scrap it and starting over. Like this whole thing is a progression, you know? So it's exactly that. You're going to find your boots and you're going to make a couple movements and then, and then moving forward from there, then you're going to do like, you know, depth and then leading edge then distance from tail. But like the, the thing is, is it's, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, like so much uh, in Slalom, it's not a case of right or wrong, you know, it's finding, you know, best available for you. And, Again, that's why keeping notes is really, really important because this isn't like a, you know, this isn't like a two set thing and then it's done. It, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a journey. And again, not advocating for letting this consume your season, you know, in it, for me, I want this taken care of well before I'm, you know, supposedly skiing my best. I mean, I, you know, I need to be moving the way I want to move for this to work, but I, I want this, to, I want my, com my complete setup to be in my mind, 98% done 
you know, well before the first tournament, well before I'm trying to run my hardest, hardest passes. Um, you know, and then, then there's maybe that final 2% that you can just go ahead and confidently mess with during the season, but 98% finished, um, you know, in, in as, in as short amount of time, you know, and obviously not rushing it, but, but, you know, before it's time for you to really start working on, on what's most important to your, to your skiing. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the key, you know, another great time to, to do uh, ski setup after your last tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when, if you're a tournament skier, uh, after, after your last event of the year, you still usually have a month or two of skiing. I mean, obviously if you're in Vermont, it, it, where I grew up, it ends, it ends much quicker, but as soon as, you know, for me, then I would say as soon as nationals was over, then I go home and either I picked a new ski up at nationals, which is very typical of skiers to do, you know, get the next year's model ski or whatever, you know, you want to then go and go through this process because of what Trent said, let's go into the next season knowing that we're 98% ready. Right. Yeah. You know, and then we can just spend some, some sets playing around with that, that final 2%, you know, and if you happen to be buying a ski early in the season, then, you know, this is stuff you can do, you know, maybe not in your first five or six sets because you're just trying to you know find your baseline but you can start to play around with this stuff and still keep a focus on what you're trying to do yeah. i mean it, it's it's very much like you know you, i think you related it what is it that that making changes to your ski just changes how the ski reacts to the same mo- movements is that is yeah, that how you well, yeah it's semantics but like like for me i think it's really important to remember like you're not you're not you're not actually changing the ski, right? Cause the ski doesn't do anything without you. Right. I mean, you throw it in the water and it just sits there. <laughs> but, but so what you're trying to do is you're, you're trying to change the way your body is receiving the information, right? Like it's so all you're looking, you're, you're just trying to just, you're trying to elicit different feelings at different, you know, parts of the, of the turn or parts of the edge change. So then your body will react in the way that you want your body to react. Like, you, you know, it, you're just kind of clearing up lines of communication, if you will, because I think like, I think where people get stuck is, is they're like, ah, you know, th- these settings won't turn my offside. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the, you know, th- these settings are not allowing you to turn your offside, but, but like, you're not, you're not trying to change your ski. You're just trying to change the way you're reacting to your ski. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, I think like it, it you don't want to skew that relationship or you don't want to forget about that relationship because then all, then all you're trying to do is change your ski. And, and it's, it's, I know as an, as a skier, it's frustrating as a coach, it's frustrating. Um, so, you know, when you're gauge or judge your settings by that, by like, just, just by about, about, about what information you're getting from your feet, like, you know, what information you're getting from your ski. It's not about, man, I've got to find a way to make this ski turn my offside. It's, it's not, it's not really like that. You're trying to set yourself up for success and able to, for, and you being able to do your techniques that you need to do yes. and your keys yes. you need to do, right? Yeah. So instead of being like, Hey, why is my ski not turning us offside? Okay. So it's, think of it the other way. Like, okay, w- what is preventing me from moving the way I want to move into my offside? Like what, yep. cause you think of it in, in a really just, just like everything else in Slum, there's a chain of events. So what's the first thing I feel or, or potentially what, what could prevent me from standing up, counter-rotating, leveling my shoulders, moving my inside hip, if, if that's what your chain of, of events is. Like right. what, so what, why am I not doing that? Is it because I'm going too straight at the buoy? Is it because my, you know, I, I don't 
you know, my ski is too, you know, too stuck underneath me or, or it's too far ahead of me or it's falling behind me. You know, what's preventing you from moving the way you want to move. And then, that, then ski setup gets far easier when you stop trying to change your ski and you start trying to, you know, change the way you're moving. That's a boom moment people. So, uh, yeah, that, that was, a, that was a awesome Trent. Awesome. So for me, when my, let's get back on, on, on yeah. target here, yeah, yeah, leading yeah. edge, when my leading edge gets too far forward, basically my ski tip is riding too low everywhere. And so if my pre, if my ski tip is riding too low in the pre-turn, I'm going to, that's going to engage too much of the ski too early in the pre-turn. That means the ski is basically going to start to turn before I'm ready. As, as I'm still trying to go out and get my whip, the ski is already engaged and trying to start to turn. So I'm going to arc inside of where I really want to be, which is going to make me ski narrow to the buoy. And then when I get to the buoy and I do my forward step into that turn and try to get the ski to turn, I'm going to engage too much of that tip. And as soon as you get too much engagement, your body naturally will either a, you'll blow out, uh, you know, the tail, the tip will override the tail and you'll blow out or instinctively right before that happens, you will rock back and, uh, to relieve that pressure. And then you'll rotate your, your upper body to the inside to, to push that tail through. And, um, what else might be, yeah. And then just, yeah, your ski tip just grabs so hard at the finish that it's going to, you have to relieve that pressure. So yeah. narrow with, with really, if it just feels super sensitive, like you can't move like every time you move forward and touch it, then it's like, nope, get off me. And you got to move back. And, uh, do you have anything to add to that? No, that that's it. It's just, I mean, it's just that kind of, for me, it's, it's that classic bitey, um, you know, that kind of bitey entrance into the turn, um, with then again, subsequently moving back. It, it's, it's, you know, it, it's like, um, like a watered down version of, of your, of your boots being too far forward. It's a micro fine adjustment that does very similar things. Yeah. I totally agree. Same thing. So when I have too little leading edge, if my, you know, if the front of my fin is not far enough forward, then the tip of my ski rides high everywhere. And it makes me feel like I'm loose and I'm, I just really want to try to like, I can't, I can't feel where I am. I lose that feeling. And then the other thing that happens to me is that, uh, my turns feel more like a windshield wiper. Like they're like the ski is up, it's up and going out. And then it's up and going in. Like it never yeah. really rides more on the level and kind of more of that carb turn. It's just, it's like all or nothing. It's it's yeah. out there and you're coming in and you feel like you're, you're wide and fast. And then all of a sudden it just, all the ski grabs the water for one split second, really hard. And, and you kind of rotate and then it can't hold it and it relieves it. And you're left to reset and put that ski back in the water and, and, and back into the angle that it needs. So, yeah, less, you know, less, less connected kind of very good way of saying it. So we are having a big episode here. Let's go into uh, <laughs> distance from tail, distance from tail, you know, that being, you know, how far forward or back your fin is in relation to the back of your fin in relation to the back of the ski. And uh, you want to walk us through DFT a little bit there, Trent, or? Well, <clears throat> for me, I, I feel like, um, like when, if, when my fin gets too far forward, I feel like I have maybe just the easiest way of saying it, I, I have a, a less pre-turn, you know, I feel like, like, I feel like the turns are great, but I feel like it's, it's more of a, it's, it's, it's less of an arcing, um, fast kind of approach and more of just a straight and then kind of a dump turn. Okay. If I'm too far forward. Mm -hmm. 
What about, um, and, and so how do you find that? Like, how do you find where you want your DFT when you're out there? <sighs> That's a good one. Um, do you go, do you go one direction until you feel something? Do you, do you, you know, typically, I mean, just, just, you know, like I would want anyone to do, I, I start, you know, I start stock or, or, or my stock, um, and then move from there, mm-hmm. you know, based, based on those feelings for me, it's, it's going to be, you know, given that I'm going to start stock, it's going to be, it's going to be the first, <laughs> the first one I measure, but it's going to be the last one that I move. Okay. I find, I find that, uh, so, so, so really, if you think about it, the, the distance from tail is what controls your slip or your smear or your skid, like yeah. the ability of your tail to wash and wash outward and through turns. Okay. So, you know, if you're, if your fins, uh, too, way too far back, then you're, it's going to give a lot of leverage to the tail of the ski. There's a lot of, uh, force pushing down on the tail to keep the tail really planted in the water. Yeah. And it doesn't allow the tail, the, the, the tail to actually slide through. So, you know, if you have your fin really far back, when you edge change and you're going to go out towards the buoy, that's going to really put a lot of leverage on keeping that, that ski tip going out and wanting to, you know, continue its path outward. Okay. But then you have to turn and come back inward. And if you have excess, if your fins too far back, that ski is never going to want that, that kind of finishing turn to rotate through. It's just going to be stuck leaving that tip up and not coming through. Um, same thing for me, like when you go too far, like when I go too far forward with the, with the fin, the tail slides through so easy that you can overturn. And that's something that Trent really isn't a big fan of because you know, the way he relates it to it is that his feet come through so quickly that he's, he's kind of already to his edge change position coming out of the buoy is the way I envision it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I like right. That. Like you're, you're already, you're already at that place where Trent wants to take his speed through the turn and be working that all the way into the edge change and be hitting more of those angles as he comes into the edge change versus the buoy and then just holding on. Um, uh, another thing. So, then, so yeah, the, the, yeah like, let's clean this up a little bit then. So, so just, I mean, basically too far forward. I mean, too much angle too soon kind of thing. Yep. Too, too much angle too soon. And it also loses its ability to hold side to side angle. And then too far as you're moving back, I feel like you get like a better swing initially, mm-hmm. but then, but, then too much pressure coming through the finish. Yeah. You get so much pressure on the tail that you can't use the front half of your ski. So it's really, I mean, it's pretty simple, but it's really important. One of the things that you'll know when, when you have your DFT off, typically you'll be one side of your course will feel really good and the other doesn't, you know, and for me, you know, when my fin is way too far back, I feel like when I, I feel really strong behind the boat, almost like I'm getting crushed by the boat. Like I have so much power that I almost like, it's like the boat's beating me right where I want to be strong, right behind the boat. And then the other thing that happens is that I, I don't have any space into my offside turn, no matter how hard I work. And I feel great behind the boat. I stand up and I'm going straight up my offside. If my fin is too far forward, I feel exactly the opposite. I feel crazy uh, wide and early into my offside, but no, and I can turn and I, I, I finish my turn and I feel great. 
and I'm, I'm coming into the wakes, going to my onside turn. I feel awesome. And then all of a sudden I edge change and I'm going straight at my onside turn. And I'm like, how did yeah. that happen? I just crushed my offside turn and now I'm going straight <laughs> at my onside turn. So if you're feeling really out of balance one side to the other, I typically look towards my DFT to fix that. Uh, one other thing I would say, moving your fin forward makes, makes everything feel faster. So if mm -hmm. your ski feels like a dog, move it forward. If you feel like you're like grease lightning out there and you're, you don't have control, uh, then I move my fin back to, to give that control. Yeah. Um, feel really narrow on your gates, move your fin back. It'll, you'll feel a little wider. You feel crazy wide, but can't turn on your gates, slide it forward a little bit. Those are just some things that, that, that I, that I've come across in, 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 in the, in the grand scheme of things. And then just remember when you're adjusting, if you're only adjusting distance from tail. If you slide that fin forward, you also moved your leading edge forward. Mm -hmm. So you are going to lower the tip of your ski and you've increased the amount the tail wants to slide. So yeah. just remember that you may need to, you may need to do things like move your fin forward 10 thousandths and you might need to uh, subsequent, subsequently take out 10 thousandths length. Yeah. You know, there are, there are, there are, that's why you always see You'll see people doing multiple moves at the same time. So it's it's not necessarily that's I mean, uh, it's kind of advanced, but that is but that is things that you can you can add into it. So yeah. and then, you know, so so play around with that. And then there's one more thing, which is wing. Right. I mean, we have a wing back there. And so just quickly, your wing is just, it's drag. For me, the way I look at it, your wing is, it provides drag so that we can slow down as we come into the buoy. Yep. And for me, one of the things I found out really importantly was that because I forgot to put my wing on one day and went out and skied. Me too. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so for me, the thing that I've always thought the wing is most important in my skiing is that it is something that holds my body weight while I'm leveraged uh, out into the inside of my ski. Yes. So, yes. It, so when you're when you're hanging ten and you're you're coming into that buoy and you're just about to reach apex or you're at apex, right at apex and you're falling forward and in, into your turn, you take if if you just erase that wing right at that moment, the ski would dump you and you'd fall right over. Stability. So, it is, it is stability while exposed is the way I look at it. I mean, yeah, obviously, yes, yes, yeah, you know, yes. while no, you're, while great. you're vul yes. vulnerable. Stability when you most, most need it. Yeah. While you're exposed. And, and, and it's, um, that's why, you know, when we were kids, it was just this whole thing like, well, if you're not running 20 it off, you're not getting a wing. I'm like, I was like, well, all right, well, <laughs> I, I, cool. But yeah, that's why I don't really subscribe to that anymore. Like it's, it's, it's exactly that. It's kind of a thank you when you need it. And we know when you're falling to the inside or, and you're rapidly slowing down every reason why your skis should dump you. Um, yeah, it's that stability and it's not, it's not crazy sensitive, you know, it's not, um, you know, I mean, it, it's, it, uh, don't worry about, you know, half degrees and, 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 and the sort, you know, like uh, typically everyone's going to be running. That's the 2%. Exactly. Everyone's going to be running seven, eight or nine. And if it, you know, if, if you want it to feel a little freer, like, you know, you, you take some wing out and it actually, it feels incredible on your gate setup. Um, you know, but a little more wing is going to give you more of that stability when you do need it. So, uh, but yeah, don't, don't get too hung up and, you know, 
uh, half or, or quarter degrees. It's, it, it's, it's not incredibly sensitive. Yeah, no, I mean, I think just, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't typically move my wing a lot. You know, I try, I experiment with it, but weirdly yeah, enough, I think, I think I've just come to this, this place where for me, you know, in the vicinity of nine degrees gives me the amount of hold or support or predictability that I need in my turn. And then I, I tune my fin around that. I'm, I'm not saying that everybody will subscribe to that, but I mean, I've played with seven, I've played with 10, I've, you know, yeah, and I just always kind of slide back to that nine and it feels, it feels like the right number. Uh, if you're really big on a ski, you might, and you're running your boots forward on a ski, you might need a little less wing. You mm -hmm. know, you're already depressing the ski in the water more. You might be, you, you're going to, you're going to be more sensitive to speed up, speed, slow down type of thing. And maybe if you're the opposite, if you're uh, smaller per se on a, on a given ski, you might run a 10, you know, yeah. or a nine, you know, so, you know, look at that stuff. But I, I mean, I, I mean, I think ultimately, you know, experiment with it. I think you'll find your number at least for a given ski. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> Last thing for me on this though is, and it's really, really important is, is again, like, you know, confidently make your moves, try and get this thing set up as early as you can. Um, <clears throat> you know, there, if you're uh, like a very advanced skier, there's going to be some, you know, incremental changes throughout the season. But, um, for the majority of us get it set early and, and trust it. Cause again, you know, even if it's 90% perfect, that's going to be good for, you know, the, the up to the 90th percentile, you know, uh, rather arbitrarily speaking, but, but you know, it doesn't, there isn't a magic setting. Just get it as close as you can for, for your particular wants and style and, and, uh, and then work on the important stuff. 